on this episode of Menstruction. What helped me get out of that headspace is not only realizing that loop you find yourself in, but realizing if, okay, when you get, when you reach the point of success that you plan to reach, what are you going to do in your free time then? Of course, you try to enjoy it, but it then becomes a, a matter of, yes, I could be doing some productive, but I've worked hard enough to have this free time to myself. That's still, still, you find yourself in that, that headspace, in that, that sense of, man, I could be doing something productive, man, I could be hustling right now. Mm-hmm. As you said, this at this age, we should be doing that. It was a brick by brick and a stone by stone. Rome wasn't built in a day, it wasn't done alone. See, the spirit is the merit and the mind is the home. It takes a whole village to get a child out this home, yes. To be a great man without good instructions, a surefire way to lead a life of destruction. Let's be honest, sit down and tune in. Put an hour of your life into some instruction. Greetings, 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 salutations, my beautiful souls and spirits. Thank you. Coming through your airways right now is Black Velvet, and this is Menstruction, the place where we provide the beneficial bricks to fortify the structure that is you incorporated. So before we kick it off, this is another episode on the go. Quality might not be the peak of perfection, but we're trying out new things. And so today I am lucky to have a guest here today to help me make sure that I'm giving you quality content. With that, I would like to usher into the microphone and into the building space. That's what we're going to call this now. The building space. A long, 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 long time friend of mine, and honestly, a brother, Alexander Abner. Talk to people, talk to people. Yo, 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 what's happening? What's happening, people? It's Alex. Uh, how y'all doing today? Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to be here. Uh, I'm looking forward to the topic we got to discuss. Um, it is something that's, uh, that comes to mind uh, from time to time. I'm, I'm ready to get into it. I love it. I love it. And I am so glad to get you on the platform. Uh, I know this conversation won't be anything out of your wheelhouse because it's something that we discuss all the time. And so I just wanted to get it on the platform, have it on record, but also be able to share it with the people. No, at this point, they're like, what is it? What are they talking about? (laughs) We're going to get into it. I like to let every guest in the building space introduce themselves tell the people a little bit about yourselves and why you are poised to be on the platform well yeah um my name's alex obviously uh i'm 21 i am going to college right now for graphic design uh, wish me luck y'all um just happy to be here because honestly um i i my friend here i admire that he's discussing a lot of these topics I mean, yes, I, I feel like people, um, some some of these topics uh, are uh, covered pretty well, but not not to not to the the amount of detail I would say that we discuss here. 
Um, so that's why I'm, I'm really looking forward to this discussion today. I love it. I love it. Let's just get right into it. A change that I've been trying to make, focusing and making a more earnest, comprehensive effort to manage my finances and specifically just the monitoring process of knowing where each and every dollar goes and being able to track the dollars that are coming in on an introductory level that process can seem almost futile because you're not fully self-sufficient you're not fully independent so it's not like you sometimes you can feel like you don't have to cover those things so intensely um, because you have, you know, you still have someone that's supporting you to a degree, but you still do. And I definitely do have, uh, financial obligations and they're consistent ones. There are things that I need to cover. They are, as we all know them, the typical bills, I have bills too. I have things that I have to cover. And so now that I've been doing that for a couple of years, now it's, I'm at a point where I really want to make a more earnest effort to track where money is going because you start to especially when you start doing your own taxes which i've been doing my own taxes for a couple years it gives you a nice comprehensive layout of your income for the year that process is always very enlightening to me and as an aside for any of you young men that that are working and have you know consistent income um, if you do not do your own taxes, or when I say do, I mean file. If you do not file your own taxes, I strongly recommend you do do so. Just so as an exercise in being able to evaluate and assess your income and your finances overall. Because again, it's a very comprehensive layout, essentially, of all the money you've made throughout the year and where it came from in what form it came and how much of it actually went into your pocket because obviously you're filing the tax portion which is talking about the money that you don't necessarily see that in doing that it's always very enlightening to me for all of those reasons but also because then i have this moment for myself in my mind where i think back and i'm like man i've made that much money this year <laughs> right and then i think back and i'm like why do i have nothing to show for it? <laughs> i still have you know, less than five grand to my name. So you, I, I look at all of that and it's like, well, geez, like where has, where's all that money gone? And not to say that it's been spent frivolously, but for the most part, it just seems like there should be more left over at the end of it. It has interested me in looking into the process and procedure of how my money moves. And that is essentially the basis of money management. Realistically, I now am taking an earnest effort in making a budget. Where I want to go with this conversation today, the not just the importance of being able to track how your money moves from an early age as a young man before you're thrust out there and really have to get after it yourself, but also what are some of the effects of that, positive and negative? Alex, where we can start with it is I know, obviously, you in many ways were kind of thrust into the situation and forced to uh, accept a lot of those responsibilities on your own. And I know that we have had numerous conversations over the years about the adjustments you've had to make and the things that you've learned in the process to be able to do that. You have your own place, um, you have your own vehicle, and 
you know, uh, all the other expenses that come with that. And so you, in many ways, you kind of took the, 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 the speed route. You know, you, you went lightning round and now you went from, you know, I was in the space that most of us are where, you know, you're semi-independent and someone's still kind of supporting you to suddenly nice Porsche. Gotcha, bitch. there is no support. Every dollar I have has to be tracked and is going somewhere else. Right. And it is usually earmarked before you even really get to put your hands on. Yeah. So. Can you can you give a little background about about that and how that process has, has gone for you so far? Um, well, so far uh, I've maintained, but you know, it is uh, it's difficult to do that when you. Well, I wouldn't say necessarily it's difficult. If I'm being honest, I have to commend anyone who is brave enough to work in the fast food industry, especially. Well. I would say maybe a few years back, minimum wage increase now, but I I just commend anyone brave enough to to work in circumstances that aren't um, necessarily consumer friendly. Uh, I guess that's the best term to say, because mm-hmm. um, yeah, it honestly for me it's just difficult to it's difficult to work somewhere where you can't have well you you just you rule stricken and. You know, you just really don't have the the freedom schedule wise because, you know, you, you know, you got to rack that money to keep, you know, keep yourself afloat. Mm. And not only that, it's, it's just frustrating. It's draining. You don't have a lot of free time to yourself and you sometimes just don't even enjoy the job. And it's even worse when you when you work somewhere where, you, you know, the atmosphere isn't you know, all that and the people around you don't enjoy the job. Mm. So then it's just you just surrounded with negativity and and just frustration. So but uh besides that, um as far as uh how it's been going, uh I I I managed, you know, that's all we can do, right? We are trying to get somewhere. But yeah, for the most part, um I've had to make a lot of um a lot of abrupt changes to my lifestyle as far as like um expenses obviously now yes i have to um track my expenses a little bit better than um what i would previously been doing and when when doing that when trying to adjust to to sudden changes and um and having to to have a steady source of income in order to maintain yourself when it's difficult when you when you do come to a point where you may lose your job or you start to try to look for another yeah so in that process is is a whole nother story i've been job to job i'll say but you know the work don't stop stop. so one of the difficulties that i know that exists Mm -hmm. um especially again being in the kind of position that you are and i'm sure there are tons of young men that are in your position if not worse um you find yourself in a position where you feel like you have to be on grind time 100 percent of the time um not because you enjoy the productivity not because you want to and because you have the time to even though that's true but the primary focus is 
I need paper. Exactly. I have to accumulate X amount of dollars just to be able to cover X amount of expenses. Exactly. And as you pointed out, things aren't economically speaking, although I don't want to turn this into an economic conversation, but on that front, things aren't, depending on what kind of work you're doing, if we're talking entry level work, things haven't necessarily caught up and evened out to a point where it is feasible to work the standard full-time 40-hour work week and be able to cover your expenses. Mm -hmm. And so what tends to happen is if you want to go into a specialized field or if you're trying to just have uh, an entry-level job to make ends meet until you get to what your passion is, then you have to put extra time in at that place. Mm-hmm. And it's a place that you don't enjoy working and you don't want to work at. And that, in a lot of cases, is not providing anything for you. Right. It's not giving you any benefits. It's not giving you any major applicable skills. It's just a means to an end. Exactly. Or you go the other route where you have to take a job that is higher paying, but it's something that requires a lot more and grinds you down a lot more. So that's like, you know, your warehouse workers, your uh, truck drivers, especially if you live in the South. Uh, we're talking like shipyards, dockyards, that kind of thing. Um, you know, things that can be very dangerous, honestly, and put you in the line of put you in a, in, in a line of danger where you're putting your life on the line a lot of times for more pay than what's the average, right. but not enough to justify the risks. Exactly. So. Um, another thing too, um, uh, I don't know, I don't know what the, um, job status is in other states, Alabama being not the greatest job wise, um, more, more recently, I would say more recently we've, um, we've gotten better job wise, but, um, there was a point where it is, um, I would like if I, if I could improve on the economy in any means, I wish there was more jobs that were willing to pay you throughout training mm. and were actually willing to train you for higher non-entry level jobs. And that's something you really just don't see a lot down here, which is unfortunate. But, you know, um, I feel like people people are more than willing to put the time in. It's just it's difficult to to invest time into training for a job when you're still not getting paid mm. and you have to come in to said job. Right. So and that's another thing. It's, it's like, I, I've had a few jobs that do pay you during training, but you know, it's those kind of jobs where you get such and such amount until, you know, you can start, um, or until you, you know, improve or learn certain skills and stuff like that. Um, but for the most part, yeah, that's another, another, um, kind of barrier i guess you run into job wise absolutely and i like the word that you use barrier because the my next question to you was going to be what kind of an obstacle have you seen and would you say even for young men like ourselves does that provide when you're when when you don't have the best options job wise and you now have to go through this rigorous training process that's not paying you anything 
Mm-hmm. Um, well, I have been fortunate enough to have um, sort of side incomes in times that, um, in times where, you know, I may be without a job or just, you know, income kind of slow. But um, in situations like that, you just kind of, you kind of just, it, it just become hustle mode because... Mm. Um, so for example, you met my, my papa, we do landscaping weekends or whenever we can just for extra money, um, temp jobs. Oh boy. Don't get me started on temp jobs. Mm -hmm. Whew. That's a, mm. but yeah, it, in situations like that, it's just, it becomes just hustle. It's survival mode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, really, I don't know. It's. I, I try to, I've gotten to a point now where I try to um, not necessarily overlook the more stressful aspects of um, finding yourself in, in jobs that you may not enjoy all that much, but to rather just kind of see it as another stepping stone towards where you're trying to be. You know you won't be there forever. Yes. Right. And and I think that is a a key consideration to have when you're talking about something like hustle mode like you said can you can you define what hustle mode is and, oh, and why hustle it's important mode, hustle i know mode. i know that's your wheelhouse <laughs> yes sir. i know hustle mode is default for you boy so hustle mode hustle mode is is where you know any amount of time you have that's work that's work time mm. and with that so being even, said, even when you clock out, you still ain't clocked out. Yeah, nah. So there was a point where I would, I would hit up Papa on a Saturday to landscape, mm. hit up Uncle Dion on a Sunday, mm. doing roofing and flooring, hit up DoorDash for the week. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, and then still be doing like some commission drawings on like in my free time. So. Right. Hustle mode is it is a consistent a consistent grind. Mm. It's where you know you need to eat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Hustle mode is something I think everyone can identify with, and right. it's something that a lot of us, especially in this phase in our lives, become very familiar with. My perspective on it, I feel like hustle mode should be the standard. I, I feel like, how many times have I said this to you, that I feel like at this time, your 20s really, you should be grinding it out as hard as possible. Because you have the most, you have the least amount of obstacles right. to really get after whatever you want to get after. For the most part, if you've done things the ideal way, the way you should do them, you don't have any children. You don't really have a significant other to worry about. You don't have any major outstanding financial obligations. Um, like, you know, you don't have a, a, a home. Right. You don't have, hopefully, you're not, you know, pushing some expensive vehicle. You know, you got your bills. If you go the college route, we'll get to that in a second. You know, if you do move out in your parents' place, you might have your own little place somewhere. You paid for that. And, you know, you got yourself a, a whip. Hopefully, you know, something, again, you don't have the freshest, cleanest, you know, just something that gets you to and fro. Right. And you have that covered. That's it. You have the freedom and, honestly, the opportunity 
to take a lot of risks. And I am under the impression that you should take those risks because in taking those risks, that's where you put yourself out there and you're experiencing things that are going to facilitate your growth. Mm-hmm. And you're doing things that if you fall, you're not going to damage other lives in the process. Right. If you fall, you're not falling that far because you were pretty close to the bottom anyways. <laughs> and so you can just brush it off and get back in the game. Exactly. Because there's not there aren't that many strings attached. Right. So that's a good way to put it. Right. I think hustle mode is crucial and is important, mm-hmm. but the one of the barriers that comes with hustle mode and one of the detriments of hustle mode is lack of opportunity. That too. Because just as I was saying, it is crucial to had to to take risks in your hustle mode you can't take certain risks if the opportunity doesn't present itself right and if you get to a point where you feel like things have become very monotonous and you run into that cycle kind of like you were saying if you are in a position where you need paper like that mm-hmm. and so you got you know i gotta talk to uncle bobby on saturday to get me this job and then mm-hmm. i gotta go to auntie diane on sunday and see if she needs some help around the right, house right. and then during the week i'm trying to hit up you know jeffrey and john and see if they want to buy some playstation games so i can make a couple extra <laughs> dollars over here and then you got a main job that you're working throughout the week you get you get you get burnt out oh yeah and you get to a point where it's you, you get frustrated, you get tired, and you get annoyed. And what happens and where it becomes a real issue, and I've seen this happen a lot, you get discouraged. And you get disillusioned. And you get to a point where you're like, what's the point? Right. Why am I doing all this? Why am I making these strides? Why am I pushing this hard? Mm-hmm. Why, do, why do I need to do this? Because you get, you get caught up in that short-sighted, vision of how things go and you're like this is how it's gonna go because it's been like this for a minute right and there have been no changes and one of the reasons that that occurs i feel is you don't have good opportunity if you don't have good opportunity presented to you you can't there's no tangible growth right you don't see any tangible changes you get it does very much so flatten out and you feel like, okay, I've done this, I've done this, I've done this, and what do I have to show for it? Right. I have the same struggles. I got the same difficulties. <laughs> I'm making the same amount of money. So, okay. Well, with that being said, explain to the people how or what you can do to increase opportunities. As you said, just some and, along and, the lines of yeah, taking absolutely, risks. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I think one of the main things you pointed out very well, environment is very important. And um, just finished recording an episode talking about the importance of your environment. If you haven't listened to that, please go listen to that. But um, if it's out already, if not, then, you know, sorry. But <laughs> but um, it, a big a main part of it is your environment. Right. And I'm addressing this first because I know some of you are like, yeah, well, I can't change that, which, OK, to a degree, that's true. If you're in a place like we are well, like you were saying where there's just the way that the economy is set up and the social structure is you have certain opportunities that exist and there are certain ones that don't mm-hmm. and so in that situation if you're in that position there's not much you can do other than leave like yeah. you have to physically move yourself out of that 
So that is a solution. I know that's not the most tangible solution, but that's one solution. You move yourself into a more conducive environment. What you can do more immediately is two things. A, and you and I have had numerous conversations about this too, developing your skill set. Mm-hmm. Developing your skill set is crucial. And this is if you're in an environment that has a lot of those opportunities or not, because that makes you more viable. It, get, it, it brings more opportunities to you because you're more flexible. There are more things you can do. You diversify your skill set. So it's like, yeah, I was going to make a sports reference, but I don't know sports well enough. <laughs> it's, it's like, um, Okay, a better example. It's like that one student, that, that one classmate that we've all had at some point, where they're they're kind of beloved by every teacher, administrator, everything like that. Mm-hmm. Because when it comes to most subjects or, or areas of study, they excel. And they're they're rounded like that right they work on you know the mathematics side of things they work on english literature side of things they work on history things so they're you know when someone needs help they tend to get referred to that person because that person has a skill set in all of those subject areas right and so that's your preferred individual and that person then not only seeks favor from those who need their help they seek favor from those who also provide help and what happens for those people those are usually the people you see get the opportunities right mm-hmm. they get the grants the scholarships they get the re- uh, record uh, letters of recommendation that's true right that's so what did they do they and diversified their skill set they proved that I am versatile and thus I would be a worthy investment for these opportunities. Right. And that's where I see a lot of where I feel like a lot of us either miss it or just don't understand. We try to go a conventional route one way or the other, whether that be go the collegiate route, which is we don't get to that in a second, or you go, you know, you do the high school thing, you go into the workforce, whatever, and then you try to follow a trade. Mm-hmm. But let's say you get to a point where you follow a trade and you decide that's not the one for you. Right. And so now your your trajectory is messed up. It's like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what's next. And so you get disillusioned and you get stuck in that cycle of I got to do entry level job to entry level job to entry level job to make ends meet. Mm-hmm. But you hate all of it. And you're like, well, damn, where the opportunity is at? <laughs> I want to do something different. Right. And you can't because yeah. you're not working on developing your skill set. Exactly. So right. that's, that's to me, those are the two major ways that you enhance that, how you can change that for yourself. You, in your environment is crucial because co- connections, you know, it's your network, not your net worth. That's important. And then being able to have the skills to justify and honestly invite those opportunities is crucial. And we miss that. We miss that so very often. And we we don't put effort into it. We, uh, some of us get caught in this mindset of once you leave school, you stop learning or you stop having to put that kind of effort into things. Just to clarify too, what I mean by diversify your skills, you know, if you're, if you skip the college route and you decide to go straight into work or, you know, whatever, figure something out, start your own business. Well, 
Okay, let's use that as an example. Let's say you want to start your own business. You could work on learning accounting. So when it comes to you're making money and you have to worry about revenue, cost of operation, your expenses, what's coming out, what's going in. At some point, that's a crucial part of your business. If anything, that's the most crucial part of your business. And you're going to have to bring somebody in to do that. But starting off, you're not going to have the resources for that. So teach yourself a little bit of accounting, business acumen. You need to learn marketing. You got to produce. Uh, you have to advertise your business, your products, whatever it is. So you learn a little bit of marketing, right? Those are skills, though. While you're learning that for your business, those are also marketable skills. Mm-hmm. Those are things you can take and use to create new opportunities for yourself. What else can you do? You can learn a specified thing, maybe some graphic design, like you're doing, where you can create a website, right? Mm-hmm. Make some so or make some ads. Make something unique to advertise your business, right? That's how you accrue and enhance your skill set. It's not this super, you know, elusive, complex thing where it's like, oh, I got to take a class and I got to go through a training program. Depending on the skill, maybe you do. You know, if you want to be an insurance adjuster, yeah, you're going to have to take a certain course for that. But there are a lot of things where you can develop the skills just by getting into the knowledge, you, you don't have to take a course and pay for something. You can get a book. You can get a handful of books. Uh, mm-hmm. Skillshare is a thing. Oh, yeah. That, that you know, I'm sure plenty of people hear about and I personally use. Very helpful. Hashtag no sponsor. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. Not yet. But, <laughs> but, you know, things like Skillshare and those kinds of things where there are literally even the Masterclass program, which is its own thing, but where there are specified areas of knowledge where you can go and learn on your own exactly you learn at your own pace mm-hmm. right so that that's how you enhance that for yourself that then you turn that opportunity into dollars exactly. because that's again what you're trying to get back to not letting your finances dictate your identity not letting that be the main factor in how you move and how you develop. What are your thoughts on that? What what do you good point? Um a situation where you may find that you are limited in the things that you can do um due to financial your financial situation. Um that's usually the time you just want to kind of sit down and evaluate, you know, your next step as best as possible. Um some opportunities may take time to present themselves, but it's mm-hmm. all about your, you know, work ethic. But with that being said, um, I know there do come um, times in certain situations where you may you may have to kind of um, take a few steps backwards mm-hmm. before you do move forward. And when you say when you say taking steps back to move forward, what does that look like? What do you mean by that? Because um, I, I think that I think that's important too. So, for example, uh, say say for you you for example you started podcast. Yeah. Um, there may have been a time where you're just like, man, I, I need this. Like, okay, uh, I need a microphone before I can officially start of doing YouTube. Of course. So you know, if you want to, it's easy to get a I'd say a quality microphone. But if you don't have the money for it, it's just some you know a minor setback until you can you know get what you can get and get going. Yeah. So in that situation, 
you wouldn't necessarily well you could start you can't always just start but in that situation is uh, what i mean by you can't really get your foot exactly in the door to where you want until you you know get what you got to get it's, it's just small circumstances like that as far as financial situations and frustrations and stuff like that it's i wouldn't say it's frustrating anymore to me because you you will start to notice that um as you said opportunities do present themselves in some form or fashion and i've had way better jobs um you know way better jobs since i first moved in and i, I can't help but be happy about it as you I, i've gotten myself in a better headspace and in a better position to kind of um start working harder towards you know something i really would like to do once you figure out what it is you you like you just work towards it okay can we can we dive into that because i I like that last point you made because what does happen often, and I know that you had this challenge as well, is again, getting caught in that cycle of having to work to survive, work to, you know, going into hustle mode as hard as possible because it's a matter of survival and it's circumstantial. It then gets to a point where you feel that you can be worthless. It's hard to create, it's hard to be creative. It's mm-hmm. hard to have vision because you're stuck in that rut. You're stuck right, in that cycle. Right. So you get to a headspace where you're disillusioned and discouraged. Right. And I know that that's a space that you found yourself in. You saying that you now are transitioning out of that headspace. Mm-hmm. Talk about that. How, how did oh, that change occur and what difference has that made for you? That's a very good question. So... I would like to say that that change, um, that change has come with um, uh, a lot of different things, honestly. But I would say friends and family um, helped get me out of that mindset. Um, just watching the people around me develop. Um, it sometimes it gets to a point to where you may. Um, you, you will always have at least one admirable person in your life where you can look on to and just be like, you know, man, um, I'm trying to get like that at some point. You, you just got to keep that in mind. You got to keep in mind that where you want to be is not an impossibility. So as far as for me to help me get myself out of that headspace, um, I, I thought more about the people around me. And in in my in my my mind, it comes to be a little bit selfish personally if you get to a point where you have to rely on people mm. because well it's okay if you know you just need help and you know they they're willing to look out you always got people that's willing to look out for you and you're always gonna need assistance but when you become reliant you're being selfish mm-hmm. and not not regarding the fact that the people around you may be going through similar circumstances or may have their own shit to worry about and you know i i didn't want to i didn't want to fall into that rut not only that being an older brother i got three younger sisters being an older brother me having to be more of a not necessarily parental figure sort of to say mm-hmm. 
I just kind of want to lead by example for my sisters because uh, my oldest sister just went to the military and she is now living on her own. And she called me from time to time and, you know, it's, I can tell that transition for her is also, you know, it's weighing on her a little bit. It gets difficult. So, you know, having, having some form of experience with that change is, you know, it's just beneficial. But as far as what helped me get out, out of the headspace, this is what comes to mind for me when I am find myself frustrated or depressed when, you know, when I'm just, you know, stuck. I know you've been in this situation before. You employed or maybe you unemployed. You sitting at home, you chilling and you're like, damn, I could be being productive right now. Mm. Right now, I could be doing something to better my future right now could be and then you get most up most of us could <laughs> yeah and you, should be you get up you you either find something productive to do that may or may not have benefited you or you just find that you wasted your time trying to do something mm. if you fail to do something productive within that time then you get frustrated mm-hmm. and you find yourself sitting back in that same spot you were mm. So did you come to that realization? Well, yes. During that 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 time where you were in that headspace? Yes. What helped me get out of that headspace is not only realizing that loop you find yourself in, but realizing if okay, when you get when you reach the point of success that you plan to reach, what are you gonna do in your free time then? Of course you try to enjoy it, but it then becomes a, a matter of Yes, I could be doing some productive, but I've worked hard enough to have this free time to myself. That's still, still you find yourself in that, that headspace, in that, that sense of, man, I could be doing something productive. Man, I could be hustling right now. Mm-hmm. As you said, this at this age, we should be doing that. But for me personally, I find it, um, I find it it much more motivating to not stress about things that may be with outside of your control in a situation where yes you may find yourself kind of stuck financially you know you could be doing better opportunities ain't really presenting themselves right now don't stress you know don't don't dwell on that just find you something you know Find you something that you can do, not maybe not necessarily productively, but something that can help you build motivation and build uh, a drive within you to to get outside of that headspace. Yeah, you have people around you that are always you know willing to communicate with you about certain things. Yes, you just gotta kind of try to bring yourself out of it, and that's important too. Your community, your personal circle. Mm-hmm. Those people that you keep around you that keep you accountable and that actually check in and make sure that you're moving in the direction you need to move in. I think that is a huge part of helping differentiate and also just keep things in perspective when you get to that point of monotony, when you get to that point of disillusionment. And you realize this for me is not where I want to be. You need the right kind of people around you to differentiate that perspective. What I have seen too and what does happen 
and I'm curious if you've seen this as well, is you'll get a group of guys and they all feel that to some degree or another and they use that and they coalesce. Mm -hmm. And I call it trauma bonding. <laughs> where trauma bonding. people, they all come together and they're like, oh yeah, our, our existence sucks. My financial state sucks. I can't talk to chicks because I don't have the confidence to talk to them and I don't feel like I have enough money to approach them. Yeah. You know, and that's what bonds them together. That is detrimental for everybody. Yeah, because then you're get, you're you're in a space where now we're we're accepting that, but not only that, we're we're wallowing in it. You're ruminating. You're at a point where this is a problem and I am losing motivation and I am losing the vision, but I'm okay. I think it's okay because I'm not the only one. And I'm surrounded with people who validate it. And that's the that, that's the main point. It's crucial to have the right people around you because validation comes in groups. Mm -hmm. Validation comes from the outside. Of course, there's internal validation. But honestly, I think validation is, is, is a fraction. There's right. a part of it that's personal. But I feel like no matter which kind of validation it is, there will always be a component that's external and when you have people around you that are trauma bonding with you through the things that you're not satisfied with going through the same struggles that you are but you're not holding each other accountable and motivating each other to go beyond that that keeps you stuck yeah keeps that keeps you, you stuck there uh, i i have <laughs> I have experienced that personally. And it what is, did you see? What came out of that? Oh, Were there people in the group that suffered because of Did you suffer because of that? Because I, I would assume nothing positive came out of that situation. It wasn't nothing positive, but it wasn't necessarily nothing negative either. For me, it was a little bit of relief to know that, you know, yeah, it just kind of sucks right now. But at the same time, I had to kind of recognize that that's just not where I wanted to be because... In doing that, you find that you do get kind of you get kind of lazy, and you don't you don't want to fall into that rut. Then you really start to fall behind mm -hmm. in places that or in areas that you just don't need to at that moment. Mm -hmm. So when you find yourself in them circumstances, it's best to kind of you have to first recognize that you're in that circumstance, right? And and be able to <clears throat> separate yourself. Yeah, but not just that. Then just sit down and see what it is you could be doing to get out of that circumstance. Mm -hmm. That personal evaluation. Exactly. Another thing, that's probably around the time um, you were doing the, the yearly evaluations. Yes. So it helps, whether you know it or not. It just helps just maybe a little bit. Just kind of sit down. Talk, um, talk about that a, a little bit, too. Just give yeah. a background on what that is. So my friend here does this um, yearly evaluation where he just kind of breaks down. Or he had he doesn't break it down. He he sets it in a format to where you break it down for yourself personally. So when you when you answer the questions on on a document, you're basically asking yourself them and providing yourself with your own answers. Mm -hmm. So when he do the interviews, he ain't got to take that back. Like, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> But um, for the most part, it's just uh, it's just a way to you know if you can recognize um and know yourself. Mm -hmm. That's another thing you have to you have to get familiar with yourself so that you can know your strengths and weaknesses. Absolutely. So writing down those strengths and weaknesses will definitely help. 
not just that write out what it is you're motivated to do mm-hmm. where it is you see yourself in the next few years mm-hmm. what's keeping you from being there and what you can do to get there absolutely uh, not not to change subject so abruptly yeah but well I, I just to clarify too one of the main purposes behind the evaluations the simplest way i can put it is to create a roadmap for success for yourself Mm-hmm. To be able to, because I, I, I'm a visual thinker, so I look at it as, you know, when you go on a road trip, you map out your route. You know where your starting destination is, and you know where your end destination is. Right. And if you go into an app like a Google Maps, it tells you what the distance between those two locations is. You get multiple options for routes. You can go whichever route you want to take. To That's get true. there. The key is, the, the objective is, though, you're going to get from your starting location to your end destination. But you can you, take whatever route you want to take to get there. You have to drive. <laughs> right. That's part of it. You have to actually take the journey. But the evaluation is there to act as the points along that route. Mm-hmm. Th- those are, you know, the interstate you're taking, the turns you're making, the roads you know pit stops whatever the evaluation is to help map that out so you can pick the best route for yourself because everyone wants to take the most efficient route the Mm -hmm. quickest route to get from point a to point b unless you're taking a scenic trip but in this case you want to take the most efficient route the the best one that's going to get you where you need to go the quickest Mm -hmm. in the right way and so you need to know what obstacles exist are there mountain roads? Are we going through any desert? Is there going to be a stretch where we're not going to have a gas station? Those are the mm-hmm. kinds of things you want to know. And that's the same thing with your evaluation. Like you said, what are your strengths, your personal weaknesses? What are things that, what are your objectives? Where are you trying to go? Where do you see yourself? Where do you see yourself now? How do you, why do you see yourself that way? Mm-hmm. What difference does that make? And so that's just a little background on the evaluation. I'll cover that in its entirety in another episode as well. But you had a point you wanted to make. It was um, it was just in in regards as to how your financial circumstances are usually your main reason behind your mental health. Mm. Um, mm. Break that down. And that's exactly where I want to go. <laughs> Absolutely, it's, it's unfortunate, but that's just. You know, that's just society right now. Um, but I've come I come to learn that it's not all that sweet for rich people either. Mm. Um, mm. To some degree. To some degree. Why is that? I've or why met, do you think that is? I've, I've had the luxury of meeting a lot of, I guess, higher class people. And a lot of people don't... Um, a lot of people don't factor in some of the things that you know some rich people i can't say i can't speak for everybody i don't know a lot of rich people but um a lot of people miss um or overlook some of the smaller factors that go into why that person is rich Mm. and at the end of the day you don't necessarily know what they do with their money Mm -hmm. for all you know they could be donating to charities every every week but you won't see that but not just that I kind of I get kind of disappointed when I hear the claim that the rich rich get richer the poor get poor and that's that is it it has its truth to it but at the same time it is simply a matter of hard work 
um, to to some degree. Mm. I would say it is a matter of hard work. Uh, for for what I've taken from the people that I've met, it is strictly they have a a routine. They had a plan and they worked towards it as diligently and as hard as they could. And so, what's the mental health connection with that? The more wealthy people I do meet aren't in the best mental conditions either. Mm. And whether that just be them being lonely um, or by them having to, by them being rich, Mm. they now find themselves in a position to where they have to maintain that wealth. Mm -hmm. And that's something people don't think about. Mm -hmm. If you are... That's a job in and of itself. Exactly. If you're wealthy and you have a big house, nice car, you know, the whole nine family... All that, you're now not only a caregiver and or provider, but if you if you if you have a very specific skill, you can only work under the umbrella of what it is that gave you that wealth. Meaning if you lose that job, you now have to settle for things outside of your you know, outside of your skill range or you have to learn something new to maintain that wealth once more. Or do something expanding your skills. Exactly. You mm-hmm. have to mm-hmm. you have to now work harder to make sure that you keep that wealth. Absolutely. Because when you lose it, then you're just this, shit out of luck. You, you have all those obligations. Exactly. You, you now do have those strings attached. If you fall, there are other people's lives on the line. Exactly. And that's another thing when it in regards to mental health, that could weigh on a person heavily. Because Absolutely. You have to be concerned with yourself, mm-hmm. your family, mm-hmm. wife, mm-hmm. Um, co-workers, if you're in a managerial, 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 managerial position. Yeah. When, when you find yourself in that position, then it becomes a matter of, oh, man, I can't fall. Yeah. I think that's where, because, yeah, I agree with everything you're saying, and I think that's absolutely right. You There is that burden of responsibility that falls on you where it becomes intense take that and scale it all the way back oh yeah to see someone who's in our position who's 20 something who has no credit references who has entry-level work open to them who have whether you went the collegiate route or you didn't you don't really have that much experience and connection and you got to deal with all of that. Let's say this isn't everybody, but there are some of us that have kids mm-hmm. at this point. So you have a family to take care of. You have, let's say that you decided to, worst case scenario, you got kicked out. So now you had to you had to find a place on your own. Mm-hmm. You have to do that. So now you have to worry about your living expenses that you have to cover. You got You need transportation. You have a kid. So you got to worry about getting your vehicle, make sure that that's maintained properly so it can move and go where it needs to go. You have all of those things now that like all those same responsibilities, but now you have to do all that without that level of financial assistance or security. You don't Mm -hmm. even have that. You're working minimum wage work. You're doing side job. Your side hustle got a side hustle. Mm. And that's. That's how you're living. Mm-hmm. That absolutely takes a major toll on your mental health. I see, I've seen that. And that's a lot of what 
we're dealing with mm-hmm. the young men in our peer group you know we and i think this is something that really needs to be covered in the episode in itself all of these anxiety and 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 ment- depression depressive disorders mm-hmm. that we're all dealing with now because there's this pressure right there's all this pressure to be the best you and you know handle all these things and be a man whatever that's supposed to mean nowadays and it's so much you don't have the resources and you don't have the wherewithal to deal with it mm-hmm. you don't have the references and you don't have the experience to put that on your back right and then you also don't have enough examples of people to demonstrate how that works this is a point that i want to address too about keeping things moving in rotation and how you know being able to interact with other people creates that perspective because it's about fulfillment fulfillment is a big part of that where you feel that you're again you're in that disillusioned discouraged place because you feel unfulfilled mm-hmm. and that entry level work and that bouncing back and forth and i have to do this just so i can make it is very unfulfilling Oh, yeah. And that's the connection between what you pointed out. And I love that you brought that point into it, where even with people who have the financial part settled, they're still unfulfilled. They have, you know, they're making six figures. They got, you know, whatever house in the great neighborhood, you know, two cars in the garage, all of that. And they're still having those met because they're unfulfilled. Mm -hmm. And it comes down to. To, there's there's this intertwining of financial status and identity for men for us specifically there's this connection made where you have to have both of those things placed in tandem right these are the things that we have to keep in order for us to be the best men that we can be in order for us to achieve that the way we have to achieve, you have to make sure you get a certain amount of income and then that makes you the man. And if you don't have that, then you not only do you have to deal with those stresses and people are going to judge you, but you also don't have the money. You yeah. don't have the financial security. Whew. And so with those things being so heavily intertwined, what happens? Like we were just talking about, you get in that, that grind mindset. And you push that, and you push that, and you pump that, and you do it, and let's say it works out. It pans out, and you make it, and you hit it big, and you're making your six figures. But then you get to that situation, like you said, where you're there, and you do not, you still are unfulfilled. You still are at a point where you are not settled mentally. Right. You have not established in your heart what's good for you. You've established a place financially. You moved up a few tax brackets, sure. But you still feel unfulfilled. Mm-hmm. And that's major. That's a good point. As far as that, in in terms of a, a person of lower financial status and mental health, it um well, I found that it then becomes a matter of finding your passion and just pushing towards that as best as possible finding a purpose yes finding a purpose and so let me let me ask you this question Mm -hmm. do you think that there is a direct connection between a man's purpose and his identity Mm. and what what's that connection um as far as your purpose 
and what you're passionate about, that will not only be something that you find will will consistently interest you and be something that you know you can do happily despite whatever stresses may come with it. If you can stay up all night doing whatever it is that makes you happy, that's what your purpose or passion is. Mm. And as far as identity, that purpose or passion will be what helps identify you as a person. Yes, I agree so, with that. Absolutely. I take this example. Back in high school, I was in high school, no. used to bust it to the dance. <laughs> <laughs> I did that too. <laughs> but, um, back in high school, as you know, I was drawing a lot. Yeah. I loved Dragon Ball Z to death. And that's because that was my passion. Mm. I loved Dragon Ball Z. So, um, I met this one guy, I met this one dude, and he saw me drawing one day, and he was like, oh, snout, he was like, you draw, you like Dragon Ball, and we had a conversation and whatnot. The days following that, every time I had saw him prior to that, he would call me Goku. Mm. Me, Goku! Me, Goku! Me, Goku! And that then became my identity. Mm. Mm. Sort of. That's what I identify myself with. Yeah. I'm, you know, people admire what it is that I'm doing mm-hmm. because I'm putting a lot of passion into what it is that mm-hmm. I'm and, doing. And you took did you took pride in that work? I did, and I took pride in that name. Yes, <laughs> I love that example. That is so perfect because that's exactly how it's supposed to work. When you put that level of dedication. Yes and pride into your work you're proud of what you stand for that then becomes a part of your identity you stand for that Mm -hmm. but that's the key it takes work and consistency to develop that purpose to learn what that purpose is right right because that's a journey in itself yeah awesome i love that example thank you thank you to the, the point of mental health though as far as as mental health goes when it comes to to our um people of poverty poverty gang 2022 hashtag <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> um you will reach a point where you you find yourself at a low point mhm and that's for anybody absolutely so just know that I uh, will just know that what you're going through isn't that invalidated just because somebody else is also going through that but know that it won't be that way forever i'll I'll have another example um i have never been a person who is shy of taking risk if it means it will benefit my mental health Mm -hmm. and a lot of people get on my ass about it sometimes it is well deserved Mm -hmm. It's simply to get out of a bad space. Mm. But my mom, uh, very hardworking woman, she uh, she used to work for the fire department. And the fire department paid good. And I could tell because we ate good. <laughs> <laughs> so Indeed. she used to work for the fire department. And she would tell us she loved the job. She loved it to death. She knew the ins and outs. She was taking up positions that weren't even hers. Mm. Just because she enjoyed what she was doing. Right. But she reached a point where she she was 
beneath someone who mistreated her. And whenever she would come into work, she'd always have some form of altercation with that this person. And at one point, she she worked there. After she mentioned that, she um she worked there for maybe another three months before she finally got fed up and quit. Mm. But that's that's what what I I kind of take into consideration when I think about um, my mental health because it is not you should not have to sacrifice mental health or happiness simply because you're trying to get a paycheck and it is you, sometimes you had to kind of bear with it for a little while but if that's genuinely not where you want to be you have to move on because the longer you stay there the more frustrated you will become the more depressed you will become and the more you start to realize that you may have missed out on better opportunities. Mm. And when you do finally decide to move on from where it is you are, mm -hmm. you may even be presented with better opportunities. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, whenever I, I've ran through a lot of jobs, I'm not going to cap. <laughs> <laughs> but if them hoes suck, they suck. Indeed. So I, I, at some point, I reached a point where I said I'd no longer settle for um, fast food and retail jobs, and I they, stopped doing that. They weren't facilitating better opportunities. Exactly. Absolutely. So where I'm working now is not the most ideal, but I enjoy it. Right. And there is no, there isn't like a a, a strict need for you to always be um, professional, I guess. Mm -hmm. You know, there ain't no 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 strict need. Hey, you were like uh, a minute and thirty seconds late. I'm gosh, on your ass. Gosh. Yeah. There ain't <laughs> like you know, and you know, if you if you find yourself being pressured, yeah. Um, you have people that's actually there to help you. Right. That's something I look for in a work environment. When you are put in a work environment and you're thrown into circumstances you're unfamiliar with. And there are no higher ups to help you. Mm. There are no staff to help you. Mm -hmm. And you just kind of have to go on your own. You start yeah. to get frustrated. Yes. You get overwhelmed and pressured. Yes. Because you're like, damn, I just got here. And I'm, you know, I'm trying my best, but. And, and then you, you start. Have, you don't have those people there. Exactly. To support. So you start getting frustrated mm -hmm. because you, you, you know, your abilities aren't up to par. Yeah. Somebody else getting frustrated because. You know, you can't perform the task given to you. Right. And then you have to take the backlash of the person frustrated with you. And now you frustrated with somebody else because, you know, you could have been, you know, already in a better position to, to better help this person. But you just kind of stuck. And so when I when I look for um, when I look for a job. The th key things I'm looking for is good staff, good pay, and good schedule. I think, honestly, that is just as important as those people that mm -hmm. are in your circle. Right. Because I think that's, that's a prime example of the right people in your circle. Right. It's like those people in the workplace, those people that are there that are helpful, that are instructional, that are exemplary. 
that's again having the right people in your circle to facilitate opportunities right facilitate growth Mm -hmm. facilitate that kind of that those things that prevent you from sliding into the sunken place right you don't have to be in that position and that also helps break out of again that 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 can that cycle of i'm here because i'm defining myself by my financial worth right i'm here because i feel like i gotta be what i gotta be because of the way the money stacks up mm-hmm. and not because i'm pursuing what i want to pursue because like you said that freedom is created when you love what you're doing when it doesn't feel like it's obligatory right when you're doing it because it's what i want to do because it's giving back to me and that then doesn't become a crucial part of your identity exactly and that makes all of the difference and you should benefit from where you work in some form or fashion a hundred percent if you do not benefit dropping gems on them if you benefit strictly financially and so no let me rephrase that if your only benefit of going to work is simply because your bills will be paid that's not the right job for you mm. say it say it that is not the right say job. that one more time if your only benefit from the job you are working at is simply to pay your bills that is not the right job for you there should be some other form of benefits from that job if you go to that job and you may like, damn, this shit suck. My boss suck. <laughs> Staff suck. All this shit suck. Right. Pay ass. That's not the job for you. Yeah. You got to find some form of happiness within that job. You mm-hmm. want to be able to enjoy your coworkers. Yep. Like I've seen some form of business establishment and and you know one of the coworkers may may pop a joke or something you know and and you can tell. That the staff in there is really warm and and really respects one another. That's the kind of environment you want, you know, when you go to work. Yeah. You want to be able to properly socialize with your staff. You want to be able to to actually ask for a fucking off day Mm. without getting backlash or Mm -hmm. getting. But not getting, you know, reprimanded all the time for small stuff. Yeah. You don't. You don't want to get. You don't want. That's not what you want. Yeah. I mean. Mandatory positions is different. Yeah. You kind of held to a higher standard, so you got to do what you got to do sometimes. But if you work in, you you got a nine to five job. Don't put up with no nine to five bullshit. Mm. Mm. Just come mm. on now. Mm. <laughs> I won't put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> My job is nine to five, not the bullshit. Exactly. I like that. I don't yes, put sir. up with bullshit nine to five hours. Right. Right. Come on. Crucial point there too. You have to do work that you want to do, and not if that's not just about the income. Right. And I know, we've, as we've already addressed, in some cases you have to do it because the circumstances call for it. But when you can get away from it, do because, like you're pointing out again, and you, you're dropping the gems on them right now. We're dropping gems <laughs> on them because when you go to a place. When you have that kind of environment where you want to be around those people and there's that that energy, environmental determinism, like I talked about in the other episode, when those things are there, it helps break that cycle. It prevents you from going into that space where you're like, man, what is the point? 
Life is terrible because you got to ask Auntie Diane for a side job on Saturday. You got to hit up Uncle George on Sunday for yeah. another job. Yeah, and then you got to do the other bullshit throughout the week. You don't want to have to keep doing that. And you get caught in that cycle. When you go to a place and you're glad to go and you want to be there and there are people you want to see and you walk in and you feel like you're doing something for yourself, it 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 helps keep things in perspective. Right. This is work that I want to do, and I don't feel like I'm just doing it for the money. Even if it is something that you initially took for the money, you don't have you you break that mindset where it's like I'm just doing this for the monetary gain. That's great. Yeah, man. In closing, because this has been a fabulous conversation. Are there any any resting ideas, tips? That you would want to leave with the young men in our peer group and anybody else who can be really thoroughly helped given the topics that we covered today. Whatever you do in life has to have passion behind it for it to succeed. Mm. And this is a closing example. If your teacher don't enjoy her job, you won't learn shit. And that's a fact. Come on now. Come on now. If your teacher don't enjoy her job, you suffer from that. She suffers too, just a little bit, but you suffer more. <laughs> she suffers just, just a little bit. <laughs> and when that teacher can learn to be, or if that teacher can find a way to be passionate in something, or if that teacher is truly passionate about teaching. She spreads that passion. Children, yeah, that passion will be yeah. spread, and it'll show in her class, and it'll show... In your grades. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you motivate other students. Exactly. When they see that performance curve, exactly. it, it becomes a, a, a pattern. It's nothing sweeter. Well, sometimes. It's nothing sweeter than, than knowing you're good at what you're doing and somebody comes and asks you for help. Yes. And you can successfully give them and a good answer. And help them be good at it, too. Exactly. Yeah. Or just teach them. Success would be a lonely place. It's true. Then have to be. It doesn't. This has been another episode of Menstruction. My mm -hmm. man, Alex, I thank you for joining me no in problem. this wonderful, beautiful, productive conversation. Don't be afraid to take risks, people. Uh, all, all the time. I, I say that all the time. And, man, thank you for really being engaged in the conversation, dropping bombs. I really, really hope people were listening really taking notes on this one as bombs were being dropped you you were really you really putting the knowledge out there for them um and so this has been another fantastic episode i'm black velvet i'm alex and you have been provided with several beneficial bricks to fortify the structure that is you incorporated brick by brick stone by stone do not let your financial status define your identity men please talk to each other discover your purpose 